Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What a night, y'all. What a night. I'm recording this podcast about 10 minutes after the Miami Heat selected 18th in the NBA draft. And of course, they got my guy, Hame Hakez Jr. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'd never heard of this man in my entire life. But what's good, y'all? Welcome back to Believe in Miami Heat, brought to you by the Believe Network. And as always, I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. And yeah, like I said, the Heat just picked about 10 minutes ago. Uh, never heard of the man, the Hamehameha Kez Jr., best name in the draft uh, and best player in the draft confirmed because, you know, my guys Adam Simon and the Skyland Department do not mess around when it comes to the draft. But for real... Uh, a lot of years I'm very into the drafts, other years I'm not, particularly when my team makes a deep run, and this year we of course did make the NBA Finals, and I did not feel like doing any draft uh, scouting, uh, studying, whatever you want to call it, uh, particularly because I was very hoping that we would be picking for Portland, uh, but at this co- uh, at this point that doesn't seem to be the case. Now the Dame stuff is interesting because of course they did take Scoot Henderson number three. They got a bunch of guards on that team with Dame and now Scoot and uh, Shaden Sharp and Anthony Simon. So we'll see what they decide to do. We'll see if Dame decides to ask out. We'll see if Portland even wants to trade Dame. Who knows? We might talk about that a little later because. Uh, I, I didn't take no notes. We're just going to go off the top of the dome for this episode. So we'll go ahead and start with Jame Jaquez Jr., who the Heat selected at 18th overall. Uh, I've heard that he's a good player. Uh, initially, my reaction when they drafted him was confusion because they, they said he was a forward on TV, on ESPN's draft coverage, which is terrible, by the way. Uh, both ESPN and ABC's draft coverage was awful, uh, but it typically usually is. But Anyways, who, who am I? Who, who am I to talk? I don't know nothing about these guys either. But they said he was a forward. They said he was a rebounder. And then they said he was 6'7". I'm like, great. Another undrafted big. And then I went ahead and looked at his highlights on Twitter. The dude looks like prime Kobe Bryant, who I think he said was his favorite player growing up that's, uh, growing up too. But I, I'm seeing he's 6'6". I'm seeing he's 6'7". I'm seeing he's a guard. I'm seeing he's a forward. So basically, I still don't know who he is. Uh, but I know according to some friends who, who know well, they say he's a good player. They say he's NBA ready, which he better be. He's 22 years old, about to be 23 years old, uh, which is the biggest key that they did not pick for Portland. Uh, they very clearly picked from themselves because they need a guy who can contrib- uh, contribute right away, which is nice because that is what I need as a Heat fan. The Jimmy Butler window is only so big. But what I did do is to try to learn a little bit more about him is I pulled up his scouting report. This is from NBAScoutingLive.com. So it says he's 6'7", 225, nice big body, uh, pros, crafty scorer, can post up. They said something about him having like Jalen Brunson post moves, which is nice. Brunson's a good player, I guess, right? Uh, a little bit bigger than Brunson too. Uh, excels off ball, decent playmaker, solid rebounder, which I did like to see. Averaged over eight boards a game at LSU. Uh, got some Kevin Love comparisons there, which is good. The Heat need rebounding. Uh, this says above average athlete. I heard the uh, other people say the opposite. Uh, and now cons lacks elite first step needs to improve his shooting uh not the cons not an elite athlete but his pro said above average athlete this is my point with the nba draft nobody knows anything yeah two days ago they were saying brandon miller's a lock to go to today they're saying scoot henderson's a lock to go to and then brandon miller goes to nobody knows anything so it happens nobody has any rumors and anybody that says they have sources is lying that's my stance on the nba draft uh, we'll see how good this kid is uh, as he starts to play because I will think he will get substantial playing time this year because 
the Heat will need it. <laughs> the Heat will definitely need it, uh, especially because he can supposedly rebound, which was, in my opinion, our biggest weakness last year. The thing I don't like, though, off rip, is I'm hearing he seems to be a scorer, averaged 17 points per game as a senior, which is nice, but he's not a great shooter. Shot 33% from three, which isn't great. Uh, it's, I mean, it's capable. It means he's capable, but just the previous year, I think he shot like 27% from three. So he seems to be a scorer that can't shoot, which is concerning to me because you obviously got Jimmy and Bam, guys that also aren't shooting threes, and there's a spacing issue there. I mean, I guess they might not play at the same time, but you got to shoot threes in today's NBA. If that's not what this guy is doing, that could be concerning to me. That's all I want to say about him because, like I've been saying this whole time, I don't know anything about him. You most likely don't know anything about him, so I'm sorry I couldn't give you any further analysis. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So a few other things that that happened since the last episode that I want to address. First one is the whole Bradley Beal thing because I haven't spoken on that yet. Heat fans were devastated, depressed, uh, very, very angry for the most part that they didn't land Bradley Beal. Uh, I wanted Beal because I figure uh, there was a Barry Jackson was thrown out there that the Heat could get Dame and Beal, which would be awesome. I, I'm tired of being a defensive team. I'm tired of scoring 89 points in the NBA Finals, man. I want to get buckets. Yeah, the Heat were a good defensive team, but then they couldn't stop Nikola Jokic. And they say defense wins championships? No. The team that wins, the, the, the team that scores the most points wins championships. I wanted some bucket makers. That's Bradley Beal. That's Damian Lillard. Whoever. Now, as far as Bradley Beal, uh, I wanted him for those reasons, partly because I'm scared of running it back. At least that would have been a different move. Uh, also because we know the package would have been cheap. He had a no trade clause and Miami was on his list. We saw he only ended up going for Chris Paul, Shamit in some seconds. Uh, and obviously Chris Paul got flipped to the, uh, the Warriors, which is a whole other thing in itself. But <laughs> I, I was just thinking about how, how, how wild the day has been in the NBA. Uh, so what was I talking about? Chris Paul, the Wizards, Bradley Beal, that's right. Uh, he got traded for basically nothing. The the rumored packages for Miami was like Lowry, Duncan, and, and some uh, seconds or maybe a swap. Who knows? We know we weren't trading Tyler Hero. That's about the only, uh, the for sure thing that we do know. But this goes back to me saying nobody has sources. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Because first it was the Heat don't want to include Jovic and Highsmith. And then it was... Uh, the Wizards don't want Duncan, so we're going to send Oladipo. But then it was multiple first-round picks in Duncan and, and Kyle Lowry, which would have been stupid to me because Phoenix literally has zero first-round picks. Why would I give up multiple if I'm the Miami Heat if the opponent has zero first-round picks? I would have never did that. I might have gave up one first-round pick. But anyways, I don't like the talk that people are saying, oh, Pat Riley's washed, Pat Riley missed the layup. Listen, they know more than me. They know more than you. If they feel like with his injury history and his, his contract situation, getting paid over $50 million for the next four years, if they felt like that wasn't worth it, if that wasn't somebody they want on the roster, I don't blame them because truthfully, I started to feel a little bit of that way too. I mean, Tyler Hero, one of his biggest flaws, he can't stay healthy. That's the same thing with Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal is getting paid a hell of a lot more money. Also, I think Bradley Beal is a perennial loser. Uh, I lost a lot of respect for him a couple years ago when he could have came to the Miami Heat and he didn't, which is fine. I'm not going to fault you for that. But he took his money to stay in Washington and then all he did that year was complain how they weren't winning. Bradley, you had a choice. You could have taken your money or you could have went to a winning team. That's a notification. It's not Bradley built to the Heat. Oh, well, it is the Derek White goes to the Nets. Who cares? Uh, 
What was I gonna say? Uh, you had your choice, Bradley Beal. Okay. Now I will never, I will never uh, give a guy crap for taking the money. It's your profession. If a guy's goal is to get the most money possible, good for you. That's that's completely reasonable. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. That's to say, don't compl- don't uh, always take the most money possible with a bad team, and then complain, wondering why your team isn't winning. You have a choice. You chose the money. You knew Washington was gonna suck. Why are you so confused? If you wanted to win, you should have came to Miami, Bradley Bill, because you had the choice a few years ago and you decided not to. That's why I never liked Carmelo Anthony. He always took the most money possible, and then he complained why his teams weren't winning. And that's why I have respect for Kevin Durant, because people, people say uh, started hating KD when he went to the Warriors. I said, all that guy did is go to the situation that gave him the best chance to win. And yet, who, who wouldn't? Uh, his goal was to win, right, which I respect because I think – uh, professional athletes should care. The, I don't want to say they should care the most about winning because, again, it's their profession. If they want to care the most about money, that's fine. I'm a guy who I'd like to believe I'd put winning as my top priority. Same with Jimmy Butler. And I respect Kevin Durant because he went to the situation that gives him the best chance to win. Fans of all teams always complain about how a guy should want to win over anything else. That's what KD did. His goal was to win. He went to the team that gave him the best chance of winning. And now all these people, if anyone in life has a goal and they would choose not to pick an option because it, not, not to pick the easiest option, it's stupid. Always pick the easiest option to get to your goals. That's just common sense. That's, and that's part of the reason that's annoying me with Dame. Dame keeps talking about run, he don't want to run from the grind and people respect him because he don't run from the grind. My dude, you are running from the grind by staying in Portland. There's no pressure in Portland. There's no expectations to win. You're the guy in Portland. They love you. There's no pressure whatsoever. And you know you're never going to win nothing staying in Portland. That's not a grind. The grind would be is if you got your ass out of there, went to another team, maybe take some heat for doing it. Probably not because he stayed loyal for so long. And then you go try to win a ring. Go have some expectations. That's the grind, Damian Lillard. Uh, that being said, please come to my team. I, I don't know why I view Bradley Beal as a loser and Damian Lillard as not. Uh, just because I, I, I just I never liked Bradley Beal that much. Maybe it's because he's a Florida Gator. I don't know why. Uh, I, again, I would have taken him. I, I kind of wanted Porzingis more, to tell you the truth. And uh, he went to Boston, which absolutely terrifies me. Uh, Miami has struggled against them with size as it is without Horford, Rob Williams, and they just got bigger. Now they traded Marcus Smart to do it, who who's a good player, I guess. But bro, Porzingis is. Him, not he's not him. Who am I? Who am I kidding? Porzingis is not him. Porzingis is really good though, and he's coming off the most efficient shooting game of his career. So, or, or the most efficient shooting season of his career. Uh, I wanted him a lot. Uh, I would have did a, a deal to get Beal and Porzingis because that starting lineup would be beautiful. Insert whoever at starting point guard, and then you got Beal, Jimmy, uh, Porzingis, and Bam. That team would have been nice. That team would have been nice. Uh, another good thing about Beal, I guess, is because you could have got him without Hero. Then you could have flipped Hero and some more picks for a, a nice starting four, uh, whether that's Pascal, which is the dream. I, I don't think he's going anywhere, but some starting four. I don't know. I haven't thought about it enough because it hasn't happened. Now I'm just sitting here hoping the Heat do something uh, because as Pat Riley said in his press conference, he's not afraid to run it back. Uh, speaking of Pat, uh, Pat Riley's press conference a little bit, and I mean a little bit because it was a whole lot of nothing. Heat fans were freaking out when he's saying, I'm not going to take a wrecking ball. I'm not scared of running back. We got a good team. Why would I blow it up? You can't take, is, is this your first time watching a Pat Riley press conference? You can't take anything he says at face value. If anything, it's typically the opposite. 
the more uh, high up he talks a player, the more he says he likes them, the more likely he is to trade them. He's trying to build up their trade value. He always does this. I remember it was probably like four years back now. Talked to Hassan Whiteside, my guy. Two days later, traded him in the Jimmy Butler trade to, to Portland or to help free up cap space to get Jimmy Butler. A few years ago, he was critical of Tyler Hero. He said, he said all kinds of things need to work on his game, need to work on defense, all this and that, because they were going to keep him. What did Pat Riley do this press conference? Oh, Tyler Hero is an anchor to our team. Oh, he scores buckets, so the defense is not important. When have you ever heard Pat Riley say defense is not important? He's trying to trade the man Tyler Hero. So I'm not freaking out over that press conference. We'll see what happens. Now, I kind of am uh, Dame or bust at this point, uh, which probably means bust <laughs> because they're not getting Dame. Now, I don't know who else is out there. As far as Wales, the only other names you keep hearing is Kyrie Irving, who y'all know how I feel. I don't want that bum anywhere near my team, and I'm going to leave it at that before I go on a 40-minute rant about it. Or the other Wales are saying is Zach Levine, who in theory would be really nice. Great three-level score, very athletic, not the best defender, but you're hoping because he has those athletic tools, when you put him in Miami's culture, when you give him that defensive scheme under Eric Spolster, you're hoping he, he can become a great defender and then be a great two-way player. Uh, he's a guy I really like. He's a guy I really like. Now, he's got a lot of injury concerns too, similar to Bradley Beal, similar to Tyler Hero, but he'd be a good player. I'd also like to get Nikola Vucevic, who I think is a free agent too, so they probably can't afford him. But I remember last year, I would have been willing to swing a trade for both of those guys, give Tyler some first, because, I mean, then you could have had a starting lineup of, I guess, uh, insert point guard, Levine, Jimmy, Bam, and Vucevic. Uh, and Vucevic, I think Bulls fans didn't really like him last year, but I mostly think that's because he didn't play defense, but he's not going to necessarily have to here. We'll have Bam as the big man defender. And then you got Vooch, the guy that can rebound and space the floor. What more can you ask for? That's kind of why a lot of Heat fans want Brooke Lopez. Now, he is a good interior defender, but he sucks at rebounding. I actually don't want uh, Brooke Lopez that bad uh, because our biggest problem was rebounding, and the Heat solution is to get a big that is, can't, that is, that is one of the softest bigs in the league, uh, kind of up there with Bam. You already got one soft big. Why would you want another? Now, yes, Brooke Lopez can block some shots. Yes, he can hit some threes. But I want a guy who can rebound. Maybe this is Hame. Maybe this is Hame Hakez. Maybe he's going to be the rebounder the Heat need. Uh, but at 6'6", six, six, uh, I don't know. Uh, and also, Brooke Lopez is like 35. I'm tired of getting these old guys that will probably fall apart come playoff time, like P.J. Tucker did, like Kyle Lowry did. Like Kevin Love even did. He was getting DMPs in the playoffs there. And he didn't even play for most of the year when he was on Cleveland. So I'm not super big on Brooke Lopez. Uh, of course, there's a lot of other names out there uh, that I'm blanking on right now. What do we got? Another notification. Uh, <laughs> Hame said his favorite player is Jimmy Butler. I thought they said it was Kobe on the broadcast. And then apparently the Mavs trade for Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes would have been a nice player in the Heat, man. I would have actually really liked that. Uh, but yeah, anyways... Uh, hopefully the Heat makes some trades. They got to do something. Uh, I think the chance they run it back has to be 0%, right? But at the same time, I don't see any realistic moves out there, at least for not a whale. I mean, your biggest assets money-wise outside of Jimmy and Bam, of course, is Tyler Hero, who I think his trade value got worse because they made the playoffs or they made the finals without him. So if other teams are looking at that, I'm probably saying, wow, Tyler Hero probably isn't that important to that team's success. Why would I give up a lot of money for him? And not on top of that, he was the herd in the playoffs second year in a row. 
And then our other big money guy, I guess you could say is Duncan Robinson. He was, in my opinion, the worst contract in the league. Now, he had a decent playoff run. Maybe that's enough to convince somebody. But I still think you got to attach a first-round pick to get rid of him. Four more, four more deals on a huge amount of money. Nobody's going to want that contract. And then the other big money guy is Kyle Lowry, who maybe at this point he's the best asset just because he's expiring. I mean, we saw Chris Paul just get moved for uh, Jordan Poole and a first. It's not a bad package. We saw uh, Russell Westbrook last year get moved for all those guys, Vanderbilt and Russell and Beasley and those guys. So these expiring big money contracts do have some value. Uh, I guess on the flip end of that, we saw Jordan Poole, who has a similar deal to Tyler Hero and a similar play style. I personally think Tyler Hero is better. Uh, We saw him have to get attached a first-round pick to get rid of him. That might not bode well for Tyler Hero's trade value, but... I don't really want to judge that because I think the Warriors moved Poole for more personal reasons. Obviously, Draymond knocked him out last year. And uh, even on his podcast, him and Steve Kerr seemed like they were throwing some subtle shots about a guy who didn't really buy into the culture. People are speculating they were talking about Jordan Poole. But that seems more uh, personal. And now that Mike Dunleavy is the new GM over there, Mike Dunleavy Jr. is the new GM over there, he might have just wanted to get rid of that and get more of a fresh start. So maybe that's why they were desperate, quote-unquote, to trade a first-round pick, get rid of Jordan Poole. But uh, I do think Tyler Hero has some value. He's not untradeable like Duncan Robinson is, but that's really what you're working with. You're working with Kyle Lowry's expiring money and Tyler Hero. Unless you trade Duncan Robinson and you probably got to attach at least a first to get rid of it. Uh, Heat fans didn't want to get rid of Jovich and Highsmith for Beal. I don't know why. I mean, Highsmith played like 15 games this year and Jovich played like four now, I like Jovic. I think he has a lot of potential, but he's not going to stop me from getting anybody in this league uh, or anybody that I want in this league, at least, because I want to win now. Jimmy Butler has shown that he is one of the best players in the world. His window is only so big, I don't want to waste any more of it than they already have. Uh, I think that's all I got for this episode, though. We've been just kind of rambling for a while. Uh, I'll probably think of something else that I probably should have wrote down and wanted to talk about, but that's the most important things. I, I was really saving this episode till after the draft, uh, hoping that somehow Dame or somebody would be on this team. And the draft still isn't technically over, so maybe they buy into the second round or get someone, or maybe they do decide to trade Dame, or maybe that's a pick that we see, uh, or trade that we see a couple days from now. But uh, we'll see. If something interesting does happen, I'll get back to y'all with an episode then. But I did want to come on here and talk about the newest Heat draft pick, Kame Hawkins Jr., and also talk about the Heat not getting Bradley Beal and tell y'all to relax. All right, he's a good player. He's not that, that good. I don't want to be locked under that money with him for that long. Honestly, not that mad that we didn't get him, but they got to do something, and the clock is ticking. Uh, They got some time, though. They got some time. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's officially it. I don't know if I shouted out the Florida Panthers since they lost their Stanley Cup finals. That sucked. Both our teams lost the championship in 24 hours. Uh, but we still got the Miami Dolphins, man. Something I've never been able to say in my life is that at least we have the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel, you better not lose. I see you at these Heat and Panthers games celebrating, banging the drums, having a good time. You better work on knowing how to call your timeouts. And that's really all I got to say for this episode. For the third time, I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Like, had to kill them off, yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.